The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Voice America welcomes you to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Now, here's the host and CEO of BR Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. Good morning, everybody. I have to apologize for my voice. Uh, yesterday, I am not exaggerating. You know the movie Contagion? I felt like Gwyneth Paltrow in the movie Contagion. And today we're talking about crisis management, so I think that's very apropos. I am feeling a little better today, but I might feel, sound a little nasally. I love the title of our show today, Crisis Management Titans Analyze Current Events. And we do indeed have a Titan as a guest, and her name is Devin Blaine, and she's the president and CEO of the Blaine Group. And we are both going to talk about um, crisis planning and crisis management as it relates to reputational risk management and crisis public relations. And I want to make it clear, and I know that my friend and colleague Devin will agree that it takes a lot to be a crisis manager or an emergency incident leader. Um, This is not something that publicists generally know how to do. It takes a lot of experience. It um, It takes a lot of studying and understanding what crisis planning entails. Um, the Blaine Group has been brought in on many crisis assignments. The most high-profile one involved in a pet food crisis, and as a result, the Blaine Group advocates planning in advance and has worked with um, risk managers to develop reputational risk management solution products and plans. So, with that introduction, welcome, Devin. And I can hear you, Devin. Hmm, there is something wrong with the feed, so stand by. Hello. Oh, there you are. I Yes, we... I was on the line, and then I had static, so I decided calling in again was the best thing to do. Okay, did you hear everything that I said in our introduction, or? No, you cut out, and that's why I figured we had technical difficulties, and starting over was the best thing to do. All right. Well, I'm going to assume that they have my introduction on the feed, and basically, to reiterate, I spoke about the fact that we had two crisis management titans on the phone today, and that, uh, you know, you are certainly a crisis management powerhouse in yourself, and I gave you a lovely introduction, and I'm sure... I'm sure you did, and I appreciate that, Cindy. Thank you so much. And sure. I guess that's why we started with a minor crisis. Ah, that's not, I don't know if I would consider that a crisis compared to the other things that we've had to. Definitely uh, a much lesser one. Yes, but, um, you know, I've, I've pretty much read our paragraph that we used for the e-card and talked about the fact that the Blaine Group has been brought in on, on many crisis assignments, and I talked about the importance of 
um, crisis planning and how it relates to reputational risk management and crisis public relations and uh, that you Perfect. are certainly an expert in the area and that you've worked on a pet food crisis recently and what you advocate in terms of planning. How's that for a short revisitation? That, that's a great setup. I very much appreciate the reprise and uh, I hope there's a whole lot of CEOs listening in to us today and perhaps their CFOs, so that they begin to understand uh, why they should be concerned and what the need is. Well, I think that um, most of the people that listen in, listen in later rather than live, because it's mm-hmm. all archived and people look it up on Google and they'll see crisis At management. their convenience. Yes, and um, I'm hoping that a lot of CEOs, COOs, CFOs, legal people, all listen to it so that they're all prepared. Um, certainly, um, uh, sole proprietors and mid-sized business owners as well. Absolutely, there, there's no company too small to uh, give serious thought and some planning time to this. And hopefully, they're listening before they have a need to. Oh yes, and we see over and over again how people in the face of a crisis, an unanticipated event, start scrambling. And and people like you and I just put our hands over our heads and say, oh, my God, why didn't they plan this sooner? (laughs) And I think throughout the course of the show, we could talk about so many of these. Um, You know, it's it's just incredible how many people don't realize how much they could have saved in money and aggravation if they had just sat down with somebody like us to have mapped out a crisis plan, a contingency plan, a succession plan, um, something that would give them a roadmap so that when, you know, the rocks hit the fan, that uh, they're not going to be hurt by them. And I, I, I'm sure we both see that over and over again. We we certainly do, and people put a lot of time and energy and money into a business plan or, on a personal level, even into planning a two-week vacation. But they don't do that to ensure that the business they've built, the reputation that they enjoy, is also going to be protected. And that just doesn't make sense to me, especially at a time when you can turn on the news and there almost isn't a day that goes by that there isn't one or two crises in the headlines. No, I think that's definitely true. And I think what I see, what works when you're talking to people about it is when something's on the news and people are discussing it and becomes you know, the topic du jour, I'll always say to them, well, what if this happened to you? Mm -hmm. They'll say, well, it never happened to me. I'm like, no, what if it happened to you? What would you do? (laughs) Cindy, I am certain that everyone from BP to Tiger Woods uh, thought that what happened to them would never happen. I think that you're exact. Well, with BP, there's a long history. So uh, they should know better. They, well, they, it's happened to them before, um, but in the BP analysis, and I, you know, we could go through that later. 
when things continuously go wrong, you know, and this is for, you know, over 50 years, and this is how far the chronology goes back with um, congressional hearings, check, you know, really questioning safety um, and prevention drills and checks that have not been done according to the way that they should have been, I'm not surprised with BP because with BP it's all about money. Why should they spend money on, you know, safety checks when it shows such a robust, you know, profit margin? I mean, that seems to be the pattern with BP over and over again. I mean, they put lives at at risk because they do not spend the money on the safety checks that they should be spending the money on. It's that simple. And, of course, it costs less to run ads and do the cleanup and apologize than it does to spend the money on a safety check. And I'm being very facetious when I say uh, I know. We, we hear the facetiousness for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and, you know, it's... And, and then, again, they could have just spent a little bit of money on media training or EQ training for their U.S. president. You think? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Because you know what? He wanted to have his life back. (laughs) Poor baby. I mean, you know what? You and I must have cringed so much when we (laughs) saw that. I mean, you know, now analysts have said that, you know, he had English as a second language and he didn't really understand the implications of his response, which is very cute cleanup, but there's no excuse for a man in that position during this crisis. And if he had somebody like us, anybody like us, Uh sitting there and training him to exude compassion and care for others and, you know, know, not going on on a sailboat in a race, and doing all the wrong things. It was like a Saturday Night Live skit. It was just terrible. Um, I think that BP might have had a chance in turning around its reputation, but no such luck with the last disaster. Not not with that one. Hopefully they're smarter next time. Well, I guess we'll have to just live and see. Now, we are about to embark on a commercial break in the next three minutes, but... I know that you're going to talk a little bit about the pet food crisis and whatever you can say. Is that right, Devin? I'd be delighted to. All right. Well, that's great. And um, we have the engineers checking on audio, so I'm sure that they'll be able to clean up whatever got messed up during the next break. But when you couldn't hear me, Devin, I said that yesterday. That was my first tip that there was something going wrong. Oh, yeah. Well, I just... uh, I I just said at the beginning that yesterday I was struck with an illness that made me feel like I was Gwyneth Paltrow in Contagion, so this show is very appropriate today. (laughs) I Um, hope your feet are feeling better today. Well, my fever has subsided, so that's a good thing, but I came home from work yesterday and I had literally 104, so whatever I had hit me bad, but I think all that's Boy, it sounds like it. All that's left is a cold, and I, I much prefer this than what I had yesterday. So and at I least this you, you understand and can deal with. Well, I was, I was really questioning it for a moment in terms of personal crisis, i got to tell you. Mm. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, my God, do I have to go to the emergency room, and who's going to take me? 
But um, when it comes to crisis management, it, I think that sometimes we're really great at saving the world, but when it comes to tiny crises that we have to handle ourselves, um, like anything else, sometimes we need other professionals to help us. <laughs> and that's what, that's what my point is. You, you make a very good point. All right, well, listen, we're going to take a quick commercial break, Devin. We're looking forward to coming back with okay, Devin I'll Blaine, be here. the Blaine Group, and I'll see you in one second. Don't go away. We'll be back right after these commercials. Great. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At VR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. VR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of VR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.vrpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. VR Public Relations. We do it all. www.vrpublicrelations.com. Very rarely does our news media spotlight some of the good things that are happening in our world. For more of these good stories and the people that are creating them, tune in to Bread for the Journey with Mariana Cacciatore. Whether these good acts stem from personal tragedy or just a desire to help out and make this a better world in which to live, you'll find inspiration in every week's program. Connect with those that are doing something great for a change. Listen for Bread for the Journey, Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. If you have a question or comment, call in at 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to the show. Here's Cindy Rakowitz. We're back with Devin Blaine, President and CEO of the Blaine Group, Crisis Management Titan. And we're analyzing events and talking about the importance of crisis planning and really, this is one of those things that, you know, people don't want to think about. It's almost like, you know, insurance. I was going to say it's just like life insurance. It, you know, you don't want to think about it. It's, it's almost also like estate planning. Um, you know, it's like you don't want to think about it, but, boy, when something happens, do you wish that you did. And, uh, you know, a person like Devin Blaine can really help you put together a crisis plan, and the costs are so much less if you sit and do the plan rather than responding to a disaster because statistics show that stuff happens. 
and we see it in the news very often, um, stuff happens. Um, it can be somebody making an attack on your reputation, particularly in this digital world. It can be um, a, an explosion in your factory. It can be so many things, and they don't have to be physical. They can be, um, you know, ethical. They could be just unanticipated events. And if you have a plan where you are walking through um, worst-case scenarios and what you would do about it, you are going to be so much better off. And that's just sitting down with somebody like Devin Blaine and making sure you have all of your ducks in a row. And, of course, the plan will include message development. It will include, um, you know, some media training. It will include, you know, how to um, build a good digital reputation for yourself. Um, it will include some lessons in, you know, what to do with victim communication should something happen that's, you know, more of a physical type disaster. Um, and I know that so many of you are saying this is never going to happen to me, but Devin and I see it happen a lot. And all too often clients come to us after um, stuff happens and there's a lot of scrambling. And unfortunately in today's digital world, you don't have the luxury of, you know, a newspaper story running the next day to get your message points in order because Twitter can report something in one New York minute. Right, Devin? Absolutely. And, um, you know, so, Devin, I know that you recently dealt with what I call the great pet food crisis. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? It actually goes back a few years, but it's an absolutely classic case of a small company that never thought they would have a problem. And a classic from the way it came to us. At 4 o'clock on a Friday afternoon, I received a phone call from a marketing firm that I'd not even heard of before. Uh, They had been referred to me, and one of the co-owner's call, his first words to me were, we have a client that we think might need crisis PR. And when you think someone might need something at 4 o'clock on Friday, you know they absolutely are in trouble. Yeah. And he continued and started to explain a situation not unfamiliar to me because the pet food recall had already been in the headlines for about 10 days, Cindy. Uh, His client's name had not yet come out. His client was a small Las Vegas headquartered company that was the source, had imported all of the wheat gluten from China that was used in every recalled pet food product. And enough testing had gone on so that it was now coming back conclusively that this was what had caused the problem and why pets were dying. And fortunately, his client called in while we were talking. Uh, We spoke for about half an hour, and we were retained on the spot. I spoke with the CEO of the company several times over the weekend, he had gone to China to invest his, investigate his supplier over the weekend. And by the way, it was the only time in his four years in business 
that he had not met with the supplier at their facility before doing business with them. Uh-oh. That decision was made because uh, people in China whom he trusted had validated this as a reliable vendor. And there were, I didn't realize this, but there was a worldwide shortage of wheat gluten. And the Fortune 100 companies that make pet foods were demanding wheat gluten and would pay higher prices for it. So he went the quick, easy route of, oh, I'm told this is a reliable vendor. Great. I'll work with them. And it turned out later that this particular facility was housed on a melamine refuse dumping site. And melamine was what was causing the pets to have such a severe reaction to the wheat gluten. Sure. Can I I interject for a second? Just um, this is also the same kind of gluten poisoning, for lack of a better word, that um, contaminated the milk in China as well. It is. Now, my understanding is melamine doesn't have the adverse reaction on the human system that it does on pets. Okay. And I'm not smart enough to understand why that is. My my chemistry is severely lacking. Okay. That's Uh, why you have technicians working on the project. (laughs) I call an expert when I need one. Exactly. But... uh, the melamine, when it's in the wheat gluten, causes the wheat gluten to have a false high test for protein content. So it appeared as though this was superior wheat gluten when it was not. Uh, I'd, I'd like to go back to that first conversation with the client at his marketing firm particularly when a company hasn't prepared for a crisis, but I think even if they have, the worst fear that that entrepreneur has is, oh, my gosh, I'm going to lose my business. Everything I've worked for is going to go away. Mm -hmm. And in that first conversation, I shared with him that if he was fairly treated with the press, uh and if he communicated properly, he would actually become a much bigger fish in his small pond because who would believe that a company that only has $8 million in annual sales would have a problem of such international scope? Very and good advice. Very, within, very, within very good advice. Within the week, he came back to me and said, I didn't believe you when you said that, but I've been asked to be on a panel at my major uh, industry trade show next month because this is the biggest thing that's ever happened in the industry. And he ended up having the opportunity to serve on a committee that wrote the regulations for what had before been a totally unregulated industry. So he became a hero. He became very well known, and 
the press was so fair to him, Cindy, that other Fortune 100 companies called him and said, if you can prove the wheat gluten in your warehouse is not tainted, we will buy all of it. Now, I don't know that he was able to prove that, but it certainly set him up to have communication and convert more major corporations into customers beyond the 12 that he already had. And it's amazing that you were able to do that with him when he didn't have a plan, but what you did, Devin, is you worked very, very fast with him. And, Uh, you know, you were able, your goal was to position him as a leader to, to be honest, right, so there was truth and trust. To say that, you know, he was shocked and dismayed by these findings, but yet say that he's going to do everything he can for the industry to ensure that this doesn't happen to anyone anymore. And in a situation like this, because the FDA demanded a product recall and press release uh, literally the Monday after we were retained on Friday, uh, everything had to be cleared by the FDA. So we worked largely with controlled statements and didn't give the press much access to him other than the quotes that we had prepared and were releasing. Yes, but what you did that's very important in in crisis management is you still formed an alliance with the government agency so that you were working in tandem with each other rather than against each other? Oh, you absolutely have to do that. And when the CEO of the company came back from China on Sunday night and called me and said that the FDA had called over the weekend and demanded the press release and recall, we were on the phone with the FDA Sunday night. And after that phone call, I said, um, do, you have an, do you have FDA counsel? Do you have bankruptcy counsel? Do you have tort counsel? Cindy, he had none of those in place. Well, had he that. had a crisis plan, he would have at least had a conversation and known who to go to. And in an ideal world, also had their 24-7 contact information. Of course, and that's what I know that we as crisis management experts advocate always is to get your strategic alliances in order before the crisis happens rather than having to scramble after the crisis happens. Know know your major areas of vulnerability and plan ahead. It's much easier to spend a couple of hours of consultation time with an FDA attorney, for instance, so that they know you and your company And if there's a problem, you can call them. You're not bringing them up to speed at the last minute. Exactly. In in his case, uh, it was my Rolodex at 7 o'clock on Sunday night that gave him contacts. And fortunately, the FDA attorney was in New York. So he actually had representation by 7 o'clock on Monday morning. Okay, we have to take a commercial break. I'm trying to enter intervene before, but we will continue talking about this in the next segment with Devin Blaine. Don't go away. Ask 
the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At VR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. VR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of VR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.vrpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. VR Public Relations. We do it all. www.vrpublicrelations.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Michelle Core Six Degrees is your connected consciousness. Six Degrees is what comes around, goes around radio. Committed to delivering a fresh perspective on thought-provoking, investigative information that can change your life. Six Degrees connects you to the social and emotional scene and is your trusted advisor from finance to romance, mainstream to metaphysical. It's a positive, upbeat look at life, love, and the pursuit of passion. Get connected Saturdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Get free advice from crisis communications guru Cindy Rakowitz now. Call 866-472-5788. Let's get back to Stars of PR. Here's the host and CEO of PR Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. We're back and we're talking about crisis management. And in the, in the last segment, um, crisis titan Devin Blaine, from, CEO of the Blaine Group, was talking about very, very clearly and very articulately about a pet food crisis that she had to handle. And for those of you that are just coming in and listening now, I really urge you to go back and listen to that segment because it really talks in chronological order of um, the things that took place, the events that took place, and the strategic alliances that had to happen and how it may have been a little easier to handle had all of these alliances um, been planned before a crisis were to happen. But it also demonstrates that even if you feel that your business is going to fall apart, that with a good crisis management or 
crisis manager or emergency incident leader, that things can really be spun into something more positive than negative. There's always a way that things can sort of be rebuilt, reconstructed, particularly if there's good ethics involved, good intentions involved, good people running the business, people make mistakes. And one of the things that I talk about in my new book that's published now called um, Emergency Public Relations is that people make mistakes. And if you demonstrate ethics and good intentions first, you could probably rebuild very, very, very easily. And I think that's what Devin found in this pet food crisis. So, um, Devin, do you want to continue? Is there anything more you want to add since we had to take a commercial break in the last segment? I think we covered the essence of that crisis, Cindy, but your point is, is very well taken about the ethics involved. And, of course, we're all human. We all make mistakes. And the public is not fooled. They're smart. And if you treat them as though they are intelligent and you level with them, they want to think well of you. So you're just going to help them do that. I think that's exactly right. May I add, however, if there isn't good ethics involved, um, you know, it's then very, you have very, a problem. <laughs> it's very hard for titans like Devin to help you out. Um, you know, I, I think that's really, really important, uh, and I don't want to seem judgmental. This is really, um, and, and Devin and I can go through the line of, you know, crises of what went right and what went wrong, but, you know, we talked about BP earlier. And I don't know if BP really can heal from years and years and years of, you know, these incidents because the ethics aren't right. And, again, it's, you know, when you look at the profitability of oil companies, you know that they have the money to do the, the safety checks that might prevent another deep water horizon from happening, Okay. So you got to question the ethics there. And, again, this is not a personal judgment. This is just looking at 60 years of these occurrences. <laughs> and, you know, but if you have an $8 million pet food company where, you know, something happened and the business leaders really wanted to, from the bottom of their hearts, get to the bottom of the problem and save the industry, never mind themselves, um, you know, they have a good chance of winning in the public relations. And, and Cindy, I might add, in, in that company, they brought in bags of product from China, and wheat gluten was not the only product that they imported. And they brought them in, put them in their warehouse. They never opened them. They never tested them. They just brought them in and then shipped them out to their customers. Well, so yeah, they, they were not at all involved. They didn't know content. They, you know, there was a label on it, and they believed it. Well, I mean, I think we see a lot of that happening when you get to places like China. And, again, no judgment, just fact. 
Uh, well, I, I, I will say something somewhat judgmental, Cindy. I think okay, you are, go for it, girl. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are some companies that absolutely have to have a crisis plan. And that list includes any company that's doing business with China. If they have any product coming in, they need to. Half of the crises we've worked on have had a China component. You're right, and us as well. And um, I think the important lesson here is that China is not regulated like the rest of the world is. China is not regulated. Uh, The Chinese are destroying their own environment. They, They don't care what happens to their air or their soil. They are contaminating both because they make money doing so. And that's the most important to them. And I'm not being judgmental when I say that. Those are just the facts. It's the facts, and I agree. It's um, And a lot of Western businesses, you know, they, you know, they source to China because there is savings. I mean, there's cost efficiency. That's the number one reason why. Absolutely. A Western company goes to China because they're like they'll, they'll get some business efficiency officer saying, I, I, "I've seen this happen all the time." Well, if you if you use China as your as your manufacturer, you're going to save sixty percent. And so they look at their P and L and they see sixty percent savings, and they're like, "Wow, that sounds great!" Without thinking about the implications, and, and they don't think about at what cost. Exactly. Well, the cost comes later because of the mm-hmm. lack of regulation and because, you know, people are dying once they, people or animals are dying once they have the product. Mm-hmm. You know, Whether so, it be um, the paint on toys or the advertising specialty from a fast food place where um, a child swallows or chokes on part of it. Yeah, no, I think that you're absolutely right. So I think um, there's a plug for Brand America. Going off topic, of course, a little bit, but um, sometimes, you know what, you pay peanuts and you get monkeys, and and I can't stress that enough. And, um, you know, it's, and when you have monkeys, you you get, you know, nonsense. And <laughs> I've never heard it said that way before, nicely uh, expressed. Uh, you know, it's uh, I use that often when people are saying, oh, gee, you know, why are the fees so high? And I see that in the law business and the accounting mm-hmm. business and in our industries, yeah. and I always say, listen. <laughs> <laughs> I may have to borrow that line from I think you could have it. <laughs> I will give you express permission to use it whenever you want. Thank but, you. Uh, but it's um, it's really, really true. So... We have another four minutes left to this segment. What I would like you to ask me some questions or bring up some other points because I know that you and I have had a lot of discussions and then we have one more segment to the end of the show just so that you could be reminded of the timing. Um, I think we covered a lot through your very articulate um, demonstration of the pet food crisis, of the points that we have discussed prior to the show. Um, you know, one of the things that I'd like to reiterate is how can a company prepare in advance for a crisis? And I'm going to ask you to, you know, kind of reiterate that for the next 
three minutes of the show, and then we can just have banter back and forth in the fourth segment. Well, maybe in the last segment you can talk about the uh, major crisis that you worked on. I, I'd be happy to talk about yeah, it. I think that's a wonderful story. Okay, well, you'll tell uh, me which one, but <laughs> let's reiterate, <laughs> let's reiterate, um, you know, how, again, how people can prepare in advance for a crisis. One of the things that I see a lot of companies doing now, and in industries that are regulated, like banking, uh, they now need to have a business continuity plan. And I have suggested to a number of companies that a reputational risk management product should accompany that business continuity plan. Uh, I've seen many a company, uh, including one crisis assignment we were brought into, have problems because the middle-level managers tried to hide the crisis from the CEO because he was traveling and they didn't want to bother him. And I'm sure we've both seen companies where the receptionist tries to handle the media calls when they first come in. Oy. And there needs to be a well-established chain of command that is known by all And when I say chain of command, I'm not talking normal business procedure. I'm talking in event of a crisis or in event of an investigative reporter calling. And I've worked with a risk manager in developing this product. And having that perspective in addition to the public relations perspective can help to all areas of vulnerability for a company. So that would be my suggestion also. Now, I think that's a very good suggestion, command and control. And, um, you know, designated um, plan, that contingency plans, who to speak to, um, if the CEO should be unreachable. Very good point. Well, we're going to have to end this segment, and again, I'll let you finish up if you have any last thoughts on that in the next segment, and um, stay on for more with the crisis titan, Devin Blaine. Don't go away after this commercial. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At VR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. VR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn 
saleability into profitability with the help of BR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.brpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. BR Public Relations. We do it all. www.brpublicrelations.com. The inner workings of the mind and body are a fascinating study into who we are, our motivations, creativity, wants, and fears. Is everyone capable of great atrocities as well as great accomplishments? What haunts or helps us pursue the things we desire? We all want to know why we do the things we do and what makes us unique, but even more, we want to know what to do next. For answers to these questions, tune in to The Mind of the Matter with Dr. Susan Hickman on the Voice America Variety Channel every Thursday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific. Join us every week as we help you master The Mind of the Matter. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Cindy Rakowitz has won more awards than she can hang on her wall, including three Clios. Call in now at 1-866-472-5788 and you can have one. Okay, maybe not, but she will answer your questions. Back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. We're in the last segment and we're talking about crisis management. And again, I have to ask listeners to please go back to the beginning of the show because if anybody, um, whether you're um, an operational corporate bigwig or a small business owner or a mid-sized business owner, or even if you're in the public affairs industry, law enforcement, you know, legal industries, uh, this is a show that will really give you sort of a, a tease of why it's important to have a crisis plan. And too many people don't think about it, and then they wish that they had. And I have to say it's much more cost-efficient to sit down and hammer out a plan than it is when you have to hire lawyers and crisis management specialists and all kinds of experts after the crisis has taken place. You never want to scramble. In the last segment, Devin, at the end of the segment, mentioned that you should have a chain of command in order. You have to identify who can be contacted if an event should happen because the CEO being on a plane is not an answer. And, Devin, do you want to finish that up since we came to the end of the segment? Well, first of all, the receptionist needs to know that probably the CEO is the the point of contact. But if the CEO is truly unavailable, and please never tell the media no comment Mm -hmm. or he's unavailable, uh, there should be a number two person who is schooled in how to handle such a situation. Exactly right. Number two and number three. And, you know, in fact, whether the company is large or small, um, you know, Alan Bernstein and I advocate in emergency public relations an entire chain of command, 
no comment is never the right answer. The receptionist has to know, you know, who to give the call to. Um, there are answers that one can give that are actually um, accepted. And, you know, if the CEO is on a plane, you could say the CEO is on a plane. However, you could talk to Mr. So-and-so, and they'll be happy to answer your questions. Or, you know, you can never say, sorry, we don't have an answer for you right now. Sometimes you can say, um, for legal reasons, I cannot address this at this moment, but at least you're not saying no comment. Or you can say... We're aware of the situation and we're looking into it. Exactly right. And I'm going to talk about one of the Playboy case studies where that was the case. And it, it, was, a, it was a big crisis because the Wall Street Journal had called um, Playboy at 5 o'clock in the morning asking about a playmate who had been raped in the grotto, Ooh. which is a very, very, very serious allegation. Um, and it was the Wall Street Journal. It wasn't exactly like a small newspaper. This was big business impact. That's major. And, um, you know, the Wall Street Journal got tipped off, and the, it, and the, the fact was is that Playboy might not have known the facts, but what we were able to tell them is that we took this very seriously and that we brought in... Um, investigators, and we were working with the DA's office to figure mm-hmm. out what went wrong. So going back to your point with the pet food crisis, we began working with authorities, um, and we already had the relationships with these authorities. So it wasn't like we were scrambling, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, what we said was, because we wanted to demonstrate ethics, is that if this indeed occurred, we take this very, very seriously, and there would be criminal charges. So, you know, at the very, very beginning, we made an alliance with the Wall Street Journal. How can they, you know, when a company is coming forward like that and saying, I'm going to work with you and I'm going to give you updates minute by minute as we learn information, you know, they're not gonna. They're not gonna kill you in a story. They're gonna be no, they're happy not. that you formed an alliance with them, just as you formed an alliance with the DA's office. And as the day went by, the police investigations demonstrated that this playmate wasn't raped at all, but that she had consensual sex, and she invited the butlers to come into the grotto with her and have champagne. So, at the end of the day, we were able to report that um, the um, the staff at the mansion lost their jobs. They were fired, and the question was, well, if they didn't do anything criminal, why were they fired? Well, it was because they were dilly-dallying on company time, which they really shouldn't have been doing. So, you know, <laughs> I know this is like sort of a sophomoric subject, but it really touches upon all of the points of crisis management because we cover the story so quickly and with such care and with such ethics and you know, with the authorities, with a single-source philosophy where somebody was able to address this right away, um, no matter what the playmate tried to say to the press afterwards, she had no credibility, even though she tried to take the story on and on and on. And, no, they weren't getting it right. It doesn't matter. We had police reports. Perfect. You know, and she destroyed her credibility by, was she the one who claimed she was raped? Yes. Oh. 
Uh, so she lost credibility the moment it was discovered that it was consensual. Exactly. So with that very, very short story, it, it, it covers in, at lightning speed the many things that should be done, but the many things that could have gone wrong. I mean, you know how many people want to attack Playboy Enterprises for exploiting women. That just comes with the Playboy game. But in handling it the way that we did with the police authorities immediately, even even saying that Hefner was very concerned and working with police personally, okay, because Mm -hmm. of his concern. Um, it was very, very hard to, for the Wall Street Journal to take any shots of Playboy. Or even for a publication with less integrity to take shots. No, exactly. Well, you know, once you're in the level of the Wall Street Journal, it's the, the publications with less integrity kind of follow along, but you're right. And it really encapsulates for me, um, you know, Everything that you've talked about with, um, you know, the pet food thing and how to control a story, you know, it's, you have to put the elements in place. You have to have the relationships. You have to think about all of this before the event happens. But Playboy's, you know, communications department and, you know, worked constantly with the CEO and Hef himself in ensuring that communications planning and crisis planning was always in order. And, um, you know, day in, day out, it was part of um, the communications department's job to constantly update relationships with others and do things the right way. So therefore, the only thing that Playboy could be criticized for is the fact that it happened to be in the nude women business, but it was what it was. But at least they did it ethically. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And you, you've you also made a point that the communications department had re- established relationships with the press and kept those relationships updated. Oh, that's completely right. Well, I think And right. I would suggest that there are particularly are a lot of small and perhaps even mid-market companies that look only to a few of their trade press and have only those relationships. But should they ever have a crisis situation, they would not even know who to outreach to in the news media. I think that's entirely true. And at this and point, that, Devin, that's we came to the have end of our show. So we're going to have to wrap up right now. Um, I'm sorry I told you that the hour will go by very, very quickly, but all this means is that you'll have to be on the show again. Oh, that's a lovely invitation. Thank you, Cindy. I would um, love to do anytime. I, I would love to have you back. This was Devin Blaine from the Blaine Group, and um, we are going to have her on the show again. And I want to thank you so much for your generous time and for some really great crisis tips. Oh, my pleasure, Cindy. Totally enjoyable. Okay. Well, you take care, and everybody have a great weekend. Take care. And you be well. Bye-bye. Oh, my God.
Thank you for listening to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Please come back next Thursday and every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern for more insider information on the world of public relations with Cindy Rakowitz on Stars of PR. See you next week. Bye.